welcome back to Hash It Out. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Judith. Welcome to the final episode of Hash It Out's first full year. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that we've been through a full school year already. I agree, and it is genuinely sad to know you won't be coming back to the podcast next year. Yeah, it's that's right. It's really bittersweet. Um, I'm going to be moving positions within the Social Justice Scholar Scholarship, and we'll be running Democracy Plaza next year with two other scholars. Which, I, oh, um, I was just going to also add that it's the reason it's bittersweet is yeah. I've been in the program two years. Next year will be my third, yeah. and I've been asking for Democracy Plaza <laughs> since I got here. But now that I've been on po- like the podcast on Hash It Out, I was kind of, it's a bittersweet moment. Yeah. Moving to the, what I've wanted, but like moving away from what I recently found out you kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we've spent a full year together, and yeah. it's been an experience. So it's a hell of a ride. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I will be back on Hash It Out, though, with two new Mm co-hosts, and I'm really excited to see where our second year takes us. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Judith will be one of our guests next year. Abortion part two? Absolutely. So uh, are you ready to jump into the discussion today? Yes, absolutely. All right. So to start, I thought we'd recognize that we are releasing this episode on April 20th, which is not an accident. Mm -hmm. We chose to release it on the 104th anniversary of the Ludlow Massacre, where National Guard members and striking coal workers fought and dozens of strikers and their families were murdered. Okay, crap. Um, (laughs) That's not a happy, you know, happy note to begin with. It's not. uh, But to be fair, this isn't always the happiest of topics, especially Mm -hmm. in today's political landscape. Yeah. Uh, Let's back up a minute and give our listeners the definition of labor unions and kind of a brief overview. That sounds good. I love giving definitions. (laughs) So according to Merriam-Webster, a labor union is an organized association of workers, often in a trade or profession, formed to protect and further their rights and interests. But what does that really mean? You know, it sounds great, but it doesn't really hit at what's actually going on in the organization. Totally. A labor union is basically a group of workers who collectively bargain for their interest to their employers. So what we're saying is that a labor union is fundamentally strength in numbers. Exactly. Workers band together to demand fair treatment from their employers. Yeah. Labor unions and activists are responsible for our climate today, including child labor laws, the eight-hour workday, and weekends. Um, None of these would have existed without labor unions and their activists. And we need weekends. I mean, we also want children not having their hands chopped off by industrial machines. Or fire. Like, we don't want them to die by fire. Smoke inhalation. True. I'm just saying there's a difference between fire and smoke inhalation. And both both are pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. But labor union activists were some of the true pioneers of social justice, in my opinion. Who would you say is one of your favorites to discuss? Okay, I am absolutely in love with the woman called Mother Jones. And, yeah, that's probably where the website got its name. I've never really looked into it. (laughs) Sounds familiar. But Mother Jones, a.k.a. Mary Harris Jones, was a true rebel and one of the most incredible activists to come out of the labor movement. I'm just saying, they all got to be rebels. Right? (laughs) So um, she was called the most dangerous woman in America, she successfully organized mine workers and their families, plus led a children's march to Roosevelt's home. I think that's a huge deal. Like, she was mm-hmm. not giving up, and she was not afraid to be as, like, in your face as possible. So, like, not today, Satan. Exactly. I do what I need. <laughs> and okay. not only that, but she was also heavily involved with the Socialist Party. Yeah. So, one of the things we've forgotten about in labor history is that the vast majority of labor unions are explicitly socialist institutions. Yeah. So um, today, Samuel Labor Union is 
a socialist is like calling them a dirty word, which is unfortunate. It because is. I like the term socialist. I don't think there's anything wrong with socialism or being a socialist, but there's, there shouldn't be anything wrong. But with it's it. become like a slur. Like saying yeah. Obama is a socialist was like a rallying cry, and it was like, oh, cool. Then where's all those neat fucking perks that come from socialism? All I'm saying is, I would have loved a better healthcare option. Right. I mean, what I got is good because I wouldn't have had it. We're glad for what we've got, but that's not fucking socialism. Right. Socialism would have been even better. (laughs) True. But we're never going to get it out in this country. And one of my favorite things is that the originators of the labor movement were true socialists, and they bore that name with pride. I mean, it's a prideful term. It is. What is wrong with wanting to collectively have what you need to survive while bearing responsibilities with your neighbors and other people of your society so that you all can have what you need. Exactly. And that's fundamentally where labor unions came from. They came from the idea that we all band together and create this from the ground up. Yeah. Beyond Mother Jones, there are a lot of important labor history moments that are intentionally ignored in favor of capitalism and in its revisionist history. It is. So there's the Haymarket Affair, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Mm -hmm. Fire, the Woolworths sit-in. All these were really remarkable moments in labor history, and I only learned about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire in school. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I've only heard about that one as well. Like, that's the one where the little girls were trapped in the factory as it and caught they, on fire, yeah, and they all they died. Yeah, they didn't want them going to the bathroom. Exactly, or so the doors were, like, like padlocked, and they yeah. couldn't leave. And it's like, yeah, that is a tragic moment mm-hmm. in history. But if you Google something like the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, everything appends it with a push. Like AP yeah, US history. That's where, that's, that's where I learned it in that's English. Where, exactly. That's where everyone learns it, and then nobody talks about it afterwards. Yeah. So there's a pretty long history, but what are labor uni- unions doing today? Well, I'm glad you bring it up because there are still labor unions today. People mm-hmm. sometimes don't even believe that. I mean, they're in like, Indiana, no, unions yeah. are history. Because of at will. You're right. You brought that up. Yeah, they ruined labor unions in this state. They really (laughs) did. Because for those who are unaware, at will employment is basically like saying no matter what, like, give a better description than me. I think the overall um, understanding is that um, no matter if you're a part of a union, whatever skills you have, if there's a position there, they'll hire you. I think the problem also has to do with companies not wanting to hire union workers because they cost exactly. more. But people don't understand that labor unions are collectively bargaining not just for their members, but for everyone as well. Exactly. So when a teacher's union labor, um, like, they negotiate, fight, yeah, negotiate yeah. for... Um, Say better pensions. Yeah, that trickles down to people who aren't in a labor union. Exactly, and part of our law is now that you don't have to pay to be in the union, but you still get the benefits of it. The problem They're is intentionally kneecapping the unions. Yeah, making the pro- it- yeah. I was gonna say because the problem is that if they don't, if not everyone is paying for the unions, the unions can't. Um, Properly, yeah, and properly and efficiently negotiate for conditions that different types of workers need. Therefore, if you're not part of the union, you can't get those benefits. So it's like this cycle that they've created it to ruin our quality of life for people who it's an explicitly anti-workers legislation. I mean, to be fair, in Indiana, we also have at will. Um, yeah. Firing at will, so it's yeah. like, I don't, they don't really care about workers. Exactly, and that's what labor unions are here for, is to protect the workers. Yeah. So many people think of things like scabs and protests as a thing of the past, but that's not the case. 
is there still violence uh, that happens upon labor unions to this day? Oh, absolutely. Well, okay, let me clarify. In yeah. most cases, it's not domestic. Okay. But the most visible case recently was in 2003 when Colombian workers alleged that Coca-Cola hired locals to murder union officials. I just drank some cup <laughs> less than an hour ago. See, it's so insidious and prevalent that we don't talk about these things. See, I picked this topic today because I am, I call myself a third generation union baby. Mm-hmm. My grandfather on my mom's side and my mom were both UAW members at Navistar before the factory started outsourcing labor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of complicated stuff around labor, like NAFTA, like outsourcing, and all of those questions but one thing that they never let me forget, no matter where they fell in the political spectrum, because my grandpa, he became a Republican. Towards the end of his life, he did. Even though he was busting out windows of non-American cars pulling into the parking lot. But <laughs> in any case, he was kind of a badass. But in any case, they never let me forget the history of labor unions and why we're, we've got the perks we have today. Again... Who wants their children losing hands? Exactly. Or you dying at work and not getting workers' comp. Exactly. Not dying, but like getting injured. But yeah, dying, dying and your the money can go to your family. Exactly. Beforehand, it was like you work to basically almost die. Yes. Once you're dead, if you're an only a uh, single parent, your children then must first of all be orphans, then go out and work to die basically, exactly. or they're shipped off to um, the those homes that they created for children at that time, which also, Ugh. like, that's a whole other topic, and criminal justice is coming out of me. Let's <laughs> get back on topic to labor unions. But honestly, the Industrial Revolution is one of, like, my passion history moments, because I just love studying it, so I could go off for days <laughs> on this, but we are trying to keep this episode shorter, yes. we're trying to be on topic for once. <laughs> Okay, so you talked about what happened in Colombia, so that's international. Yeah. But what has been happening domestically? There have been skirmishes at protests, nothing as dramatic as murder in most cases, but there's been violence against scabs for a big part of it. Okay. That's been a long-term historical concept. So, for anybody listening who is unaware, a scab is a worker who comes to cross the picket line and do the workers who are striking do their job. Yeah. They usually get paid exorbitant amounts. Like, I know one of my uh, family members is a nurse, and she was offered $50 an hour to go cross the picket line as a nurse during a nurse's strike. Did she do it? My mom threatened to beat her ass if she did. I was about to say. (laughs) She said that she would show her what would happen to her before she got there. (laughs) (laughs) And then when she's walking out at the end, the the picketers will get get her her. at the end. Exactly. But like, first of all, we'll let you take care of the patients, but, but let's come, see. But come on back. Yeah. Come on back. Find an exit that does not come through here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but going away from the violence with labor unions today, there have been a huge amount of strikes just recently, last six months, mm-hmm. involving public school teachers. Yeah, I heard about the ones in Oklahoma and Arizona um, recently. Yeah, I was surprised by how many are actually occurring. This all really kicked off with the 2014 West Virginian public school teacher strike. Mm-hmm. I feel like it also had a connection to a lot of those um, strikes, that not strikes, but walkouts that have been yes. happening with students in relation to the Parkland shooting. Yes, and I think it's so fucking cool that mm-hmm. teachers and students are working together on these issues. Yeah. It feels like what well, should some, be happening. Some teachers. Yeah. Because to go off topic for a little bit, one of my friends told me that in her town, some students wanted to participate in the national walkout. Yeah. And their teachers, um, if they caught them, um, sent them to detention. Yeah. So they were basically uh, 
punished for having a stance, having exactly. a, like, a thought in their head. I remember one of my high school teachers, not the one who called me a heroin addict, I promise I'm not going to harp on him some more. No, one What's of my... name again? Mr. Hagenmeyer. <laughs> no, one of my uh, high school teachers who has since passed, so I don't think I'm going to call him out. That might be a little fucked up. You know what? That whole concept of don't speak ill of the dead. If, they, was, if they were already an asshole person, you could say they were an asshole person. That's not speaking ill of the dead. That's but, speaking the truth of the dead. Okay, I... My family must be crazy, because for me, Don't Speak Ill of the Dead was always, they're going to come back and haunt your bitch ass. <laughs> so that's why I don't speak ill of the See, dead. See, if someone says some shit about me once I'm dead, if it's the truth, I'm not going to haunt you, because you didn't lie. Now, if you come right. to a funeral, and you're weeping and crying and, and gnashing that's your different. teeth, yes. and you're like, oh, she was the sweetest person ever, <laughs> I'm going to come back and haunt you, and then... For like, lying. Yes, yes. <laughs> you will not get rid of me. Generations okay. to come. Fair enough. <laughs> But this teacher, he was obsessed with being anti-union. All right. Yes. We had a teacher's union at my high school. And he was like, nah. Written into the contract was that they couldn't strike. Yes. Wait a minute. What Which happened? fundamentally cuts labor unions off at, like, their most effective. I mean, but, that basically that's what the airlines do. But right. Not the topic. Different day. Exactly. <laughs> But with the high school teacher, he would constantly rail against the teacher's union. And I'm like... Where do you think that pension when you retire is going to come from? Mm -hmm. That was not to your benefit by no reason. That was because of the labor union. Mm -hmm. And he refused to engage and understand with that. And he, we had to read Ayn Rand for his class, The Fountainhead. I don't think I've heard of that. Be grateful. (laughs) Because Ayn Rand is like the libertarian's rallying cry. Oh, God. Yeah, she was obsessed with the idea that, like... I feel like that... Seems a little indoctrination y. Oh, hell yeah, it was. We had to basically explain why socialism was a bad thing. Well, literally. Did he counter that with why capitalism or why. He was obsessed or with how good capitalism la- was. Laissez faire markets. He was also obsessed with how good the death penalty is. Like, he was a staunch Republican and never, never hesitated to make it known. That was the class where I had four teachers for four subjects mm-hmm. that was combined into one year long class, and one of the teachers was a Tea Partier. Oh, Loud and proud she was, and I yeah, call some newspapers. Right. <laughs> anyway, going back, teachers are humans just like us. Mm-hmm. But the strikes that have been happening lately have been so beautiful and powerful because they're working with students, and that's what should be happening. Teachers are there to benefit their students. Mm-hmm. I saw one in West Virginia. Their picket, or er, yeah, in West Virginia, their picket sign said, "Because of you, I walk the line." Oh. And I was like. Oh, they mixed Johnny Cash with love for their students with striking. This is my hero. <laughs> I really like Johnny Cash, but I understand the symbolism. Okay, we're not going to get started what on country that. Country music is not really my thing. See, Johnny Cash is, like, different from country music for me. Country folk music? Yeah, it's more like what I would have heard, like, riding in the back of, of a truck going down Tennessee. Exactly. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> that and was my childhood. Was there a couple of banjos thrown in there, too? No, I never knew someone who played the banjo. I was talking about in his music. Oh, no, he didn't have much banjo. He was more of like a... But did he have any banjo? No, I don't... Well, the songs that I listen to, no. Okay. I can't speak for all of his songs. I mean, I watch all the biopic movies. He's so excellent. I love Johnny Cash. Like, he... I really like him when he was it, right? And then they did Ring of Fire that focused yes. on his wife. I watched that. I'm like, John. But well, what are we talking oh about? Labor unions. <laughs> well, he was the staunch proponent of labor unions. He was a staunch. He was a pretty hardcore Democrat. He was also one of the original. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, oh well, have I was you about to make to a joke. Black? That song is about. A little about... bit, but I've been like delve deep into the joke. I mean the joke, but the, <laughs> the lyrics. Because the I was song about is about dressing in black and mourning for the unfairness of the world. Mm, maybe like, I like that song he specifically more. calls out how people are uh, in prison for crimes that they've already done their time for. He spoke at length during concerts about how Native Americans deserved better treatment. Like, mm-hmm. he was a cool dude. So what you're saying is that joke I was about to make about his love for uh, drugs was it inappropriate. No, he was a druggie for a while. I know, but I'm saying I was going to make a joke. <laughs> make the joke. I want to hear it. No, I was going to say he also really loved him. Besides the labor unions, he really loved him some cocaine. He did. <laughs> He did indeed, but especially some whiskey and cocaine. <laughs> okay. I don't think those are two things you should mix. Okay, getting back on topic. Okay, so what do labor unions um, do today since we they have so many laws to maneuver and walk around? Yes. And basically, you know, now that their knees have been cut from beneath them, right. how are they getting around? Well, also, a lot of people think that labor unions are worthless today, too. Right. So to address Companies both of those things. Think that. Yes. A lot of it is negotiating raises, vacation pay, and the mm-hmm. like. But there's also issues of fair treatment and professions like sex work, which All we right. talked about. Yeah. Those are being unionized. And then there are also students, like grad students who work for their departments, are also organizing. Totally wish we could get some students here on campus. Shady things are going on here. Well, a big part of it is doing what they can to better the quality of life of their workers. But another big part of it is just showing, no, we have the strength in numbers, and we deserve fair treatment. The problem with student workers, I feel like even though I would want that to happen, is that we're transient. Yeah, exactly, and that's why it's such a difficult thing, is that but even if students we come and go so easily. I don't think IU would even allow that. Yeah, I highly doubt that IU would let us get away with it. Um, but, yeah, so let's just ask, ask this question for our listeners. Are unions still important today? Oh, yes. I would argue, hell yeah. So, unions do more than badger employers. Mm -hmm. They're not there to cripple... Sorry, that was an inappropriate use of the word cripple. They are not there just to try to prevent the employer from making money. Mm -hmm. They keep their workers safe and make sure that those laws aren't rolled back. A lot of people are like, why do we need unions? We have child protection laws. We have these laws on the books. They lobby. They're the ones who prevent the laws from being revoked. Yeah. And unions do have their own political lobby to keep workers' protections in place. It's making the best of a bad system. And sometimes they even help their employees, like not employees, but their members yeah. with like law help. Mm-hmm. So like they're doing mo- more than just what you tr- traditionally think is what they're doing. Exactly. It's more than just sitting down with the bosses and saying, we need this money or we're going to quit. Yeah. A lot of it is providing legal help to their employee or to their members, like you said, if they're fired without due cause, mm-hmm. if they're fired because of a worker's comp claim. But then there's also the fact that they stay in place so that they can continue to protect the laws. Mm-hmm. They stay in place so that they can continue to negotiate for better quality of life for their members. Yeah. Capitalism basically has devalued the legitimacy of labor, but labor unions help keep us in check, promote workers' rights, for one, and without unions, we wouldn't have the five-day work week, eight-hour work day, or protections for children. Basically, think labor unions when you go to bed every night and when you wake up in the morning that you don't have to work on Saturday or Sunday and that you don't have to work 16 17 hour work days that your children your nieces your nephews the people in your life who you love aren't out in the factories at 11 years old younger sometimes mostly younger yeah (laughs) uh 
If you want to see the impact that labor unions have had, look at the global conditions that America has created in other countries that don't have labor unions. Exactly. When we intentionally demonize unions, like we have, we have a long sociocultural history of creating a climate that is hostile to labor unions. We are desperate to keep labor unions down. Yeah. We do that because labor unions work. Exactly. They're effective. Mm-hmm. And in cases like Coca-Cola killing uh, Colombian union officials, they do that intentionally. They don't do that because they're, they think it would be better for them. They do it because they're scared of the power of unions. Mm-hmm. That's about all the time we have today, guys. But we want to continue the con- we want you to continue the conversation from here for us. So, um, like, what do you think we should have talked about? Is there anything we missed? Yeah. Um, reach out on social media or email us to let us know. And um, thank you for listening. We're going to miss Judith a lot. But stay tuned for next year. I will be back with two new co-hosts to keep delivering Hash It Out to you via iTunes and SoundCloud. And Judith will be back. We'll make sure of it. She's going to have to be a guest on a couple of our episodes. We have way too many plans in place for next year. Yeah. Thanks for listening and being with us this whole year. Take care, and that's all, folks. Bye.